0: to the Press Fox and the Tailgate crew. My name is Jermaine. Thanks for being a part of the show. Wow. What a week in sports it was, and what a weekend is going to be in sports, if you if you sit here and think about it. But before we get any further, we're going to jump into this daily devotional, and we're going to get this thing started right. So uh, y'all listen up for me. All right, we're going to come from Acts, 9, Acts 1, 9, verses 9 through 11. And he, after he had said these things, he was lifted up while they were looking on a cloud and received him out of their sight. And as they were gazing intently into the sky while he was going, behold, two men in white clothing stood beside him. They also said, men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into the sky? This Jesus who has been taken up from you into heaven will come in the in just the same way as you have watched them go into heaven. <clears throat> in our lives, we have had many opportunities to experience amazing things, see beautiful views, and hear wonderful music. But more marvelous than any earthly event is what Christians will experience at the return of Christ. The Apostle Paul urges believers to become familiar with what they will occur in that remarkable time. Just imagine what we will hear. Jesus will descend from heaven with a shout, as said in 1 Thessalonians 4 and 16. Perhaps the Lord will say something similar to the words he spoke when raising Lazarus back to life come forth, as he did in John 11 and 43. The voice of the archangel Archangel Michael, the leader of the angelic host and the heavenly trumpet, will also be heard calling the the saints to assemble now what we will see jesus will descend as in acts 1 and 11 to be met in the air by newly resurrected deceased saints and then a moment later by living believers this is what we'll feel though it's important to know exactly what the experience will be like we can't expect it to be magnificent we will be transformed physically Unlike our present body, our new form won't be susceptible to pain, sin, sickness, sadness, or death. And in an instant, we will be brought into the presence of our Heavenly Father to remain with him for eternity. It's not hard to be disheartened by the materialism, the selfishness, and the hopelessness surrounding us in this world. However, we can encourage one another and ourselves with a reminder about Jesus Christ's return, as in Thessalonians 4:18. So when hardships get you down, think about this exciting event in your future because get the best is yet to come. <clears throat> See, I was going through some personal things this week and had to get a wake-up call from people, certain people, you know, certain parts of my family, certain close personal friends of mine. But when you think about it in this perspective and you look at it in this way, why was I sad in the first place? But we're going to take a quick station break. We'll be right back. Let me hit y'all up with some Connor Cassidy.
1: Yeah. 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 Let's, go. Let's, go. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh. gentlemen you know...
2: Could have been anywhere in the
1: world. World. But you're right here with us tonight. And I thank you for that. Hailing from Norfolk, Massachusetts. Give it up for him, y'all. Homie, my eyes too fill with the shit I see. In daytime, homie, still I dream With a cold glass filled with the feel I bring It's still it's old tuna when I ride on clean and I could reach on to the levels above Or maybe skyrocket to the levels of buzz. I'm feeling way better by the end of my run. So I'm in paradise kicking by the time that I'm done. You feel me? A new space where my mind is. Your opinion couldn't define this And we searching only to find bliss Steady living on, cause you can never rewind this uh, Living I earn, I give and I earn Hustle and burn through the essence of spreading my word I stay vivid to the dream's done On these verses I'm giving Cupid machine guns So bada boom, what's love, come on The
2: sky is the limit, so you know you just keep on Yeah, you keep on pressing on The sky is the limit, so you know you just keep on Yeah, you keep on pressing on
1: Against the world, round one, nothing here to take the pressure off. On skylines, I can level off. I put my ego on the edges of clouds until I let them drop. Hitting the ground, good riddance. The boy reddened with sand and my mood shifted. Young nights with parties and new women. Regardless of the crowds, I'm thinking we two different cause They in up for recognition, we in up for love. Cursing a dollar to the point that I'm getting me some miles above what was supposed to be out of my range. Ironic, cause I thought about jumping a gun. buying bullets with the peace signs on them. Running from the ruckus to the whole path on us. Running it still, never forgetting where I came from. It's one love and one fan, to so the game's one. We ain't the same, son. The sky is the limit, so you
2: know you just keep on. Yeah, you keep on pressing on. The sky is the limit, so you know you just keep on. Yeah, you keep on pressing on. The sky is the limit, so you know you just keep on. Yeah, you keep on pressing on. The sky
1: Even the living man, do what you love, and focus on what you care about and who you care about. And on and on and on, we pressing on and on and on. And one more time before we're up out of here. Give it up for the beautiful lyric of Jada. Pressing on
2: and on and on. Oh, we
0: gone. Yeah. Welcome back to the broad first box and sell getting crew. My name is Jermaine. Thanks for being a part of the show. Now that was my man Connor Cassidy. You can check him out on his YouTube page, Connor Cassidy. Check him out on, on Twitter to Connor T K Cassidy. And you also check him out on Facebook, Connor Cassidy. So but we gon we're gonna jump into to some college basketball from Wednesday in the week that was, you know. Wednesday was one of those Wednesday was one of those days that you just you sat back and you watched well, I know I did. I sat back and watched a couple of college basketball games, but one in particular that really took me by surprise. I mean, I don't know about anybody else, but just how well played that that Duke North Carolina game was. And I'm a Duke fan. I'm a Duke fan, and even I was worried for a minute. I wasn't really worried about the outcome because I knew my Dukies were going to win. But when you play with seven players, before we get to that, I'm going to give you a little foreshadowing. If you think about what happened on Wednesday night, Duke beats North Carolina, Texas Tech beats Oklahoma, and then Iowa gets beat to death pretty much. I mean, you... you you kind of wonder what's going on in, in the state of college basketball. But at the same time, it's so awesome to see this because that means that there's a lot of parity in, in in college basketball like there is in college football. And that's this is becoming the trend, the norm, finally. That's something to look forward to from the from other than whiny babies, you know, doing whatever, getting suspended for so, stuff. You know, this is a time for me. So, you know, looking at Wednesday scores, I mean, St. Joe's beats Dayton
3: for the first time. Penn State, go,
0: Penn State is at home at Bryce Jordan, and they beat Iowa by four. over. And number one, this battle throughout the game, I mean, that was just unlike any other. Nebraska gave Oklahoma. Buddy Hill didn't show up. You know, he had 21 points in the game. So, I mean, he did show up, if you ask me. The job that Tubby Smith has done at Texas Tech is just unlike anything he has done anywhere else because of non tradition that Texas Tech has in basketball and across all their sports to be honest with you
3: other than football I mean i am really tech right now are they are they are after this win and after a couple of wins that they had early in the season, I I would say, yeah, I think, but
0: does this hurt Oklahoma in being a one seed? Probably not. I think now, if you think about it, I think Oklahoma's going to have to win out, win the Pac. I'm sorry, win the Big Twelve tournament, and then they can possibly get in that one seed conversation again. But right now, they're a solid two seed. They've always been a solid two
3: seed. What does that? Leave? Miami? Does Miami move into? Top? They move into that one, two, three seeds
0: three I would think so. I mean Miami's got Miami's got a tough
3: I mean they got
0: North Carolina and North Carolina's well we'll get to that in a second. But you know we look at Oklahoma what they've done this year. I mean I'm sorry Arizona, what they've done. I mean they're twenty two and five, you know, two losses in conference. I mean and they beat up beat up uh Arizona State. By thirty eight on Wednesday as well. So I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of parity. There's a lot of things that are, that are going on. Can they be two or, can they be a two or a three seed? I, I think they'll be a two seed. I think they'll be a three seed. If they stay out west, they'll be a, they'll be a three seed. Um, I think Miami may shift out to the west and be a three seed or if Oklahoma doesn't win out in the Big 12 tournament I think they'll be in the uh, they'll be in the west or they'll be in the midwest or be a, either a two in the middle in the west. So, you know, it's just a, lot, just a lot of bracketology and a lot of things that that's going to have to work its way around, you know, in the next next 3 4 weeks before we get into the tournament time. But the game I really want to talk about like like I said, Duke North Carolina there's a lot of controversy surrounding this surrounding this game. Since of what Rhoda Williams said was a time he didn't call a timeout. That game was played you know, quote unquote in his press conference after they said if this game was played tomorrow he would have called time out. Nah honestly and this is speaking from from a fan's perspective and not a Dukey's perspective not a Duke perspective. No, Duke fans would say that this is the the right call. Some coaches would say that this is the right call. North Carolina fans would say that this is the wrong call. I'm going to say it's the right call because instead of you getting down court and looking and seeing how they're going to set up, he went straight at him. I mean, he put it in the hands of his guys that he trusts the most, which is smart. But, you know, and playing with seven men, if you were to if you were to call that timeout, you're giving them a rest. So it, it, it's very, very, very difficult to say whether he made the right call or whether he didn't make the right call. Me personally, I probably would have went with what he did. I left it up to his players. I mean, you have to, you have to give trust in your players and to the games. You, I mean, if you didn't have a timeout, you would do the same thing in that, in that last 10, 11 seconds that they had. So, shot wasn't a shot. he, you know, he got a man. But the help defense, you know, saved the day. I mean, that's all that you can say about that. It wasn't a bad shot. It wasn't a great shot, but it was a good shot at the basket. I mean, what else can you do? But Duke, this is a team that, for me, as thin as they are, in the in the front court, they got out rebounded. They got they got beat up down low. But in the end, Gresham Allen. Luke Kennard, and, <laughs> I mean, core three, that that youthful three that they have, along with Marshall Plumley, who didn't have the best of games, but he did outplay the guy that they said it was going to outplay him. Points-wise, rebound-wise, and all around, to be honest with you, I mean, let's just think about it in that respect. And... Duke is Duke is going to be Duke in this game. Four straight wins over, over Carolina for the first time since 2005 2006. <laughs> what else can you say about this team other than wow, wow? They're doing this with seven players, and they're going to be down a player today too, B, because they lost a player eight minutes into the into the game. like you no, this past week. And then they play Louisville this week. They play Louisville today, so excuse me. And this is gonna be a lot. I mean, down the stretch, fun. And you know, you, we move forward to from Wednesday to Thursday, and you see another top five team, another top ten team go down. I mean, Maryland goes down again. I mean, and and they go down to a. I won't say a mediocre Minnesota team under Richie Patino, but they're not as good as they should be. I mean, this is a great roster that, that Minnesota has, but they've been hurt a lot this year, and that, that that's what's killing them. You know, Tennessee and Kentucky. Tennessee had a big lead on Kentucky at one point, and they came back and, and they lost the game by 10. Who does that? Um, Wisconsin and, and Michigan State had a great matchup. But Michigan State prevailed just on experience. Which, I mean, you know, watching a bit of that game as well. SMU goes down to, to, to UConn, which SMU good. SMU is great. Not going to the tournament this year, so it doesn't really matter what they do. Even though I think if all this stuff didn't come out about the recruiting and all this stuff, and they you know they self reported and you know self disciplined themselves and took themselves out of the out of the tournament this year, would this be a different outcome would we see would we see more players play more minutes? I mean, you didn't see that urgency against Gonzaga on Saturday night, you didn't see the urgency against- Connecticut on Thursday night. I mean, you just didn't see anything that said, hey, I want to win. You just didn't see it at all. So, I mean, I don't know what SMU's deal is. I don't know what Larry Brown's deal is. But this is this is a, a way to say, hey, next year we're senior laden. Nobody's leaving as reported, you know, because they want to finish the deal, quote, unquote, from what one junior said, who is who is looking to be a first round draft pick? You know, he said he's coming back, but I, I don't know. Uh, that's another story for another day. But it's just it's just real hard to talk about SMU and not talk about the violations. I mean, this is a great this is a great team this year, and SMU we all know about the past with the football program and now we're starting to to coagulate to the, to the basketball program. And that's not good. This is not a good thing. I mean, you try so hard to get yourself away from that stigma that you had in the eighties and you're right back in it. So, I mean, you know, what else can you say about that? And Friday, Friday didn't have many didn't have many many basketball games on Friday. Today, today, like I said, you got some you got some pretty good matchups. Xavier, Georgetown, even though Georgetown got a pretty down year, I mean, still gonna be a great, still gonna be a pretty good game because Georgetown is traditionally, you know, a power in the Big East. I mean, you look at. I mean, you look at some of the some of the matchups in this in this week. I mean, Duke, Louisville, Miami, North Carolina. I mean, Miami's looking for blood right now, and Texas Tech, Baylor. I mean, Texas and Baylor. And let me salute Shaka Smart and the job that he's done at at Texas in his first year. He's bringing that havoc defense that that. Up tempo man to man defense. How do you how do you do how do you play up tempo and and you play an up tempo defense? I mean that that's it's funny to me that we're saying up tempo defense, but that's what it is. I mean it is it, it's, it's defense on crack. I mean if you really think about it, I mean that's what that's what Chaka Smart preaches in terms of his defense. His off, offensively, I mean he's got some great players offensively, Lambert. The leagues, I mean, two freshmen that can that can just out and out ball. I mean, and then he's got some great players coming in next year, one from Ulyss Trinity, one from Converse Judson, and I mean, wow. I mean, what else can you say about about the job that Texas has done? And Baylor, Baylor is the status quo. I mean, the last few years Baylor's been been a really good, really solid basketball team. They're a tournament team. I think if Texas Texas wins, then wins a couple games in the tur- in the Big Twelve tournament. I think they're I think there is a solid tournament team. You know whether they're a high seat, whether they're a high seat like an eight nine or or eleven twelve. I mean, I mean they they won't be a different. It won't be a difference. I mean they can be an eight an eight or nine seat. They can be a, they can be eleven or twelve seat. I mean it's just it's one of those things. I mean. We just gotta really just try to look at at everything in perspective. So, you know, from that from that perspective, and then we look at another Big East battle: Butler and Villanova. Butler eighteen and eight. You know, they got some solid wins under their belt this year, but they also got some got some very bad losses. Some very bad losses, and and games they should have won and should have won big, they lost and they lost by a couple of points. So. I mean, can't call them quality losses, but you can call them costly, costly you can call you can't call them quality losses, you can call them costly losses if they don't make it to the to the dance. And Villanova, all they have to do is just keep winning. But I mean that's pretty much all they can do. Oklahoma, West Virginia, just another great another great matchup, Bob Huggins, Lon Kruger. I mean, two excellent head coaches. You know, what can Oklahoma do with the front quarter of West Virginia? And what can Oklahoma – what can West Virginia do with the offense that Buddy Hill brings? Just just going to be an interesting matchup to see. That's a 4 o'clock game on ESPN. Kansas, Kansas State, I mean, need I say more about that? Kentucky, Texas A&M. Texas A&M is on the downside. I mean, they may have played themselves out of the tournament, you know, by the way they're playing. I mean, they got a tough road to hold in the next couple of weeks. I mean, they got they got um Kentucky at home. They have to go to have to go to Fayetteville. Um, they play Ole Miss again. I mean, it's just a lot of that's a lot of games to play. A lot of back-to-back games to play as well. So, I mean. They could easily end up with ten losses. So I mean, and this is a very very solid SEC basketball conference this year as well. So hmm. Then tonight, you know, some of the nightcap games. I mean, Notre Dame, Georgia Tech, Purdue, Indiana. That's actually a big game in the Big in the Big Ten actually. I mean, you know, if you think about it, this has got tournament. Rankings all over it, whether that, I mean, it's just, this is really, really fun. It's really, really fun to, to look at. And of course, Oregon, Oregon State, uh, Oregon State, this could be a big game for them. They win. This is a very good quality win. I mean, they've got wins over, they've got quality losses against UCLA and USC. So, I mean, a quality win against a really good Oregon Oregon Duck team who's lost two of their last three. I mean, this could be a jump a jump board for them to go into Vegas and go into the tournament in a couple of weeks. So, you know, that that's pretty much there as well for them. And that's about all for, for college basketball this week. But check out my blog on 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 the Live by Ten Show, um, the King Media dot com. You know i'll be talking about the weekend that was for me so uh check that out but we're gonna take a quick station break we'll be right back and i'm gonna hit you up with a little life by from Connor cassidy featuring his sister caitlin you know it's a banger y'all check it out
1: Now, like, raised on a rule, never love what you ain't got. So I walk by the cold, never talk, at you just not? Took a ride out there real quick just to find that we all one. Ask God what it means, staying back, never know until it's all done. I'm still up with a glass filled up for the fact that we all one. I've been in a chase with some peace in the mind, won't stop till I got some So I live by the sides of the folk I would die with Cause day is mine to give, it's one love and one life to live, so tonight it's on us The down like came in by the sea. Looked round for the home that she found in the south end. Raised my mom up, same time serving meals every day just to pay rent. 80 years gone by, and she's still right here. Man, damn it, she loves. Dark. She was never alone, paving the way for the new unknown. That is me, sitting Low up in the ride, cap to the side. All around, I see vibes of all types. Made it through the rain, from clouds of all kinds. Through the good and the bad, the people on both sides. Now, when they hard to tell you I'm about mine, thinking on world things, I'm thinking it's about time. And born rich or poor, just understand that you can be whatever you ain't for, for real.
0: to the press box and the tailgate crew. My name is Thanks for being a part of the show. Now, before we get, we get started into the next topic, I just want to give a special shout-out to my man, Cody Burns. kb one is coming back to Auburn um, as receivers coach. Good riddance to you, Damian Craig. Good riddance to, to all that negativity and stress that you brought into my life. Just joking. I love you, Damian. Godspeed. It's your next job at LSU, but... Thank you for helping us recruit some great guys And thank you for being a a great Auburn guy Auburn man Like I said, Godspeed to you But we're going to have to beat you when you come back here in, in October So, you know, just, just know that you're going to leave with an L, dog. You're going to leave with an L But, uh, like I said, Tony Burns, welcome back into the family um, no, you had no, you had a couple stints uh, elsewhere. You know, uh, Arizona State as as a, grad, as a um, film guy, breaking down film, and now that now that you're in the big time again, I mean, welcome back. You know, we need 85 Cody Burns in this, on this team this year, and hopefully, we can get 85 of those guys because if you're as loyal to this program as Cody was in his four years here at Auburn where you went through position changes and then you then you got rewarded with a national championship behind that and he did it for the good of the team. You know, people like Kyle Frazier should have taken heed to this and guys like McEnroe Alexander who who transferred out of the program because your attitude, I mean whatever man just whatever but getting back to getting back into what's real and what's not let's talk about one of my other favorite topics you know one of my other favorite sports you know auto racing I mean okay I am from the south yeah but there ain't nothing like auto racing and I'm a Nascar fan. You know, one of my favorite drivers ever was Bill Elliott and he's four time pole winner at Daytona. His son Chase, who, you know, I'm not trying to be a homer, I'm not trying to be a home state guy or whatever, you know, from you know, from Dawsonville, Georgia, North Georgia. Um, if you've ever been up the Thunder Road and never been to the Georgia Georgia Racing Sports Hall of Fame, I would suggest you, you go up there and take a look at this. But you know, looking at the grid for for tomorrow's Daytona 500 and looking at the grid for the Xfinity Series race, which is which is later on today, this is a lot of fun. I mean, Chase Elliott, the pole winner, um, Matt Kenseth is up front with him. You know. I I think Chase Elliott has got a pretty good pretty good shot. I mean, not because he's a pole winner, but because he's taking over a car that is legendary. I mean, I didn't think that he would take over that number that quick. But Jeff Gordon gave his blessing and gave him, and said let's keep the 24 and not retire it. So, I mean, Chase Elliott, he's a wheel man. I mean, he he's he's a for real driver. I mean, the youngest winner of any any um, NASCAR series ever. I mean, he was only eighteen when he won the Busch Series, and that was his rookie year. I mean, so you think about what he's doing now. I mean, he's twenty years old, youngest pole winner. I mean, he's doing everything now. Does he have a shot at at greatness? Do you have a shot at, at Richard Petty? Not with this not with this field of drivers right now. Not with this field of drivers. I mean, you still got still got great drivers like Carl Edwards, you still got great drivers like Kevin Harvey, Kurt Curtin, Tal Bush, Joy Logano, McMurray, Junior, Casey Kane's was always, always in there. Biffle's always in there. Austin Dillon is one of those guys who who can really shocked the world. Um back and then got six time. I mean, Jimmy Johnson, I mean, you got so many great guys that can they can actually just race and race well. You know, one of the guys that I'm looking forward to seeing do well and I wonder if he can get up get up into into that top ten from where he is in row sixteen is Clint Boyer. He's going through a drought right now. I mean, he hasn't won a race in, I think, over three seasons, and you know he's due for one. But do I think that? Do I think that that Daytona's that that spot for him? <laughs> I mean, yeah, but he's not my dark horse. And I was having this conversation with one of with one of my coworkers who's a who's also a big racing fan. Um, you know he he brought up some he brought up a pretty good fact, you know that. That guys like like Clint Boyer, guys like Ron Newman, you know, they've got that chance to come to come in early in the season and, and shock the world. Jimmy Johnson, of course, I mean, everybody talks about Jimmy Johnson, everybody talks about Brad. You know, but my my dark horse is a three car. I mean, I like Austin Dillon, I like the way he I like the way he, he drove in the duels, I like the way he drove you know, in qualifying. So, I mean, he had a he had a pretty good car. He had a really good car, but over that long over this long stretch and so over this five hundred mile race, I mean, this could be one of those races where if his car, if they if they can stay relatively clean throughout throughout the race. He's gonna be re- he's gonna be really really good. He's gonna he's gonna be really good um, over the long over the long stretches of the races. Now, if we get now if we get a lot of a lot of cautions, I mean, I, I would have to I would have to you know say a guy like a Kyle Busch or a Kurt Busch who who is great on on, on restarts. You know, they've got if they're if they're near the front, then they're, they're gonna take advantage of the restarts. You know, Carl Edwards is the same way. And it's it's a little bit it's a little bit different for Carl Edwards this year, you know, he's got a new crew chief, things of that nature. But this it's gonna be this is gonna be one of those races that you're gonna have to just sit down and watch. Can Chase Elliott go from go go from uh, flat to flat? I think he has the car to do it, but it is does he have the mental capacity to do it from flag to flag? Yet to be seen, but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past him, wouldn't not put it past him. And, you know, like I said, we look at other drivers, you know, look at the, you know, from the first row, you know, Matt Kenseth and, and Chase Elliott, we look at those guys, and those guys had some strong cars in qualifying. And looking at those cars in practice and looking at those cars in the duels, I, I, I mean, this is this is one of those one of those five hundreds where you just gonna have to drive to win. You're gonna have to drive to win. I mean, you're gonna have to come down the tires. What kind of tires you're gonna run? Are you gonna run the soft compounds or or the hard compounds? And as some some of these drivers do this year, they're gonna be able to, you know. Pick what what kind of compound they want this year for whatever racetrack. So I mean, but for the long run, you know, the long runs. I I think I think a car like like a Jimmy Johnson, like like a six time, uh, you know, Jimmy Johnson, or or even even Clint Boyer. It, you know, if they can get up toward the front, they can win this race. But I I, I like I like Austin Dillon. I like like I said I like Austin Dillon, and. And that, the, the, that's my that was those are my things anyway. I mean, those are my those are my picks anyway. Those are my feelings, but you know, I just wonder how 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 it's going to play out. You know, as it's going to be seventy four degrees, and then you know, as the time goes by, it's going to get down to around to around the the, the mid fifties. You know, at the end of the race, so.
3: It,
0: I just wonder. I just, I just really wonder how how that race is gonna how that race is gonna end up. I just, just really just wonder, and I can't wait to watch it. I mean, how often in sports do you see your biggest race, your biggest your your, your first major race is the first race of the year, the first game of the year? I mean, how, how often do you see that? I mean. That this is pretty awesome. This is very unique to to everybody, to to sports as as a whole. So, you know, I, I'm I'm really excited to see this to see this race. And again, I mean, I, again, I'm really excited to see it. Now, we go on forward and we look at we look at the the infinity race and uh, the, the Xfinity infinity series, and and I'm just I, I really just. Want to see what's going to happen there as well? I mean, some of these some of these drivers are driving, you know, in both and in both races this this weekend. You know, just to get a feel for the track and you know, Ty Dillon. Uh, you know, since he's going to be racing in, in on both tracks, I mean, it's going to be. It's gonna be pretty fun just just to watch and, and just to see. So so just just very very excited, very very excited. But we're gonna take a quick station break. Be right back. We're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about <laughs> we're gonna talk about Bellator one forty nine. We also gonna get into the uh, the UFC fight night and as well as some some other things, some other sports news. So we're gonna take a quick station break. We'll be right back. And stay tuned.
1: Tonight, the daytime arrived. your nightmares confirm, my whole tribe's alive, we stay fitted for the finish, never ask why, sixth grade, keep telling me I can't fly, my hopes reach for the ceiling with their hands high, so understand, got the city on standby, finding a balance in a game that's more up in the morning, we in the light. earn time through the habits we usually on. Saving up, gotta spend it all night, and that's right. That's a hell of a night. <laughs> the tracks, swimming, the aim bringing the same thing. The mind locking, the lames rocking the same thing. The bed swinging, the knees clinging the same dream. What? Oh. A low limit, what the frame brings. Low limit, what the frame brings. We up late again, plotting on the same thing. Same thing. Low limit what the frame brings We up late as hell, plying on the same thing Go. But hold up, let them fix it is. No bills, is still limitless <laughs> Recouping the true essence, the legends you pass on Live forever while we reminisce True precision, I give forever and never miss Signature sound like signing down on a dotted whip. Seeing signs that you clown rappers on comic shit Trading in your word for green faces and diamond whips Copying medallions while my people starve I think the public getting blind to what honesty is I heard life and stage play a part, but we ain't trying to be a part of this comedy biz. Cause ain't it funny, I'm holding like no grudges, as long as your hoes love it and money just keeps coming. Trying to rain on your fire by burning my whole budget a lying, where well, y'all liars rely on the same subject. What? The tracks, women, the ain't bringing the same thing. Your mind's locking, the lames rocking the same plane. The bed swinging, the Z's clinging the same dreams. Uh, a low limit, what the frame brings. Low limit, what the frame brings we up late again flying on, <laughs> flyin on the same thing low limit what the flame brings we up late still flying on the same thing black flyin on the same black fly, black fly, flyin on the same on the same thing we up late fly, again flying on the same black Flying on the same on the same thing we up late again flying on fly, the fly, same black black on the same A low limit with the frame brains. A low limit with the frame brains. Yeah. A low limit with the frame brains. Uh-huh. Uh, plotting on the same things. we yeah. about to get acquired in here. Plotting on the same things. We just plotting on the same things. You're yeah. Still so plotting on the same things. We up late as hell plotting on the same things.
4: Trotting on the same things Trottin' on the quest You against us with the is what the fame brains Come and be my guest You can get blamed, man Let me get my dragon Out the dance Let me maintain the flow As I craft it with my path I'm a master with the rap And can't be matched by many men Cause I passed you when I traveled down the path You've never been Staying active with this passion Try and sack up all the jazz Try and for up all the cabbage Silly rabbit with a spin I'm a savage, call me Ben rap rappers Turn to dirty bastards When I have to dip Instrumentals can get ripped Shootin' lyrics off my men Don't make you rappers Get the memo like I'm deadly with the clip That's a semi-automatic You can we bring the havoc Load the barrel, let them have it Just be sure to leave your address I'm addressing all the rappers Playing dress up You in the wrong sense The thought i tell you The rap game is not a pageant It's tragic since I'm young and been busting bum to get out the gutter, avoiding trouble and now I'm buzzing due to this hunger, I'm busting bubbles, waking brothers up from slumbers, now I'm no longer the underdog, I'm heating up this summer, no more dreaming, only action, me and my team gon' make it happen, we just scheming, strategizing, why you guys are steady napping, treasure my presence like pirate chest. I'm spitting crack, release the cracking, now I'm moving back and so I hope you rap and started it packing, hey, I'm dead and evicted, and even Claws knew that the boys' bars are gifted, we making noise, neighbors might harder the boys, they Trippin', my leave a sticky note with a message. You just missed the hey, tape. We've been working hard. People never stop that hating. Only seem to quiet down when Kyle finally elevatin'. Early flights and elevators take me to my destination. Seventeen are getting green, but we ain't even met the fame yet. Bet. Bet, bet, bet. It's too much money here. I mean, nobody should be hitting lotto for thirty-six million, and we got people starving in the streets. That is not idealistic, that's just real. That is just stupid. There's no way Michael Jackson should have, or whoever Jackson, should have a million thousand Drupal billion dollars and then there's people starving. There's no way, there's no way that these people should own planes and their people don't have houses, apartments, shacks, drawers, pants. I know you're rich, I know you got $40 billion, but can you just keep it to one house? You only need one house. And if you only got two kids, can you just keep it to two rooms? I mean, why well, have fifty-two rooms? And you know that somebody with no room—it just don't make sense to me. It don't.
0: Welcome back into the press box and the tailgate crew. My name is Jermaine. Thanks for being a part of the show. Now, <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm having to talk about this, and I don't. And honestly. I had this conversation last night with, with some friends of mine who are who are MMA fighters and who have fought professionally and some of them are regional title holders and um and others were re- and, and one was a referee in the IFL and also um fought professionally and won some regional titles. Now I looked at this I'm trying to be as politically correct as I possibly can. And the only thing that I can come up with in regards to the Bellator card is simply garbage. And the reason why I call it garbage is because that's what it was. I mean, your, two, your co-main event and your main event were probably two at least stupidest ideas I've ever heard in the history of MMA first off you have an inner inner city rivalry between two street fight legends Kimbo Slice and Dada 5000 and you actually let somebody call you Dada 5000 Your real name's Defear. You should have went by Defear last night. (laughs) I I digress moving forward. And Kimbo Slice. Kimbo Slice (laughs) and these these two guys. (laughs) I'm trying to get through this without laughing. I'm trying to get through this without without even without batting an eyelash, and and I'm failing miserably at both, but this card from top to bottom was probably so, it was so crappy that when I went back to look at it this morning, I couldn't, I, I just couldn't. I mean, I just could not believe that guys like Phil Davis Chick congo benson henderson michael chandler these guys are in bellator i don't i don't understand it i mean i understand they got the viacom money behind it they've got a billionaire behind it but quality of matches and in the matchmaking as a whole it sucks it is it, horrible this whole car was probably one of the most deplorable cars I've ever seen in my life. Next week's car is probably going to be the same way. Hopefully, it won't because it has a title match on there. But still, I digress again. And I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm trying to just make sense of everything that happened in this fight. And Scott Coker actually said he's really surprised by the, by the Kimbo Dada fight. Okay, I'm surprised that it went three rounds. I'm surprised that one of them didn't fall dead of a heart attack because of the way that they looked at the end of the fight. Okay. Now, I sat up there and I watched the Dada fight. I, I watched this fight, and I swear to you, it seems like 10 punches in, which is like 30 punches into the fight, they're already doubled over. And Kimbo hits you with a punch, and you just you start running around in circles. You, st- I mean the, I mean the ring is a circle, but you run around the ring like 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 you just. <laughs> Moving on, I mean, okay, Kimbo won. Kimbo won the fight, but <laughs> but <laughs> the circus type WWE atmosphere is what makes me hate Bellator the way I do. It, it, it's a sinking ship, but at the same time, you've got all this great talent, and you're not doing anything with it because you're putting together bullcrap fights that don't need to be put together, especially the Ken Shamrock-Royce fight, which I'll get into in just a second. But you look at this fight right here, and you just look and just think, why in the crap are they in the ring together? You should have just put them in a the backyard by a pool, and whoever got hit into the pool or whoever got thrown in the pool, you know, or whatever. I mean, this should have been in the backyard. I mean, neither one of these guys have skill. I mean, you can tell that when Kimbo was in strike force, you know, aside from, aside from the James Thompson fight and the Ken Shamrock fight, you know, which the Ken Shamrock fight that was a sham. I don't care what nobody says, that was fake as crap. But it, if I was play this, if I was Dada right now, I I would not even want to step back into a ring ever again because when you look at this fight. And you look at all the training that you quote unquote did. You actually look like a
2: <laughs>
0: you look like someone who just freshly started training. So did Kimbo, and Kimbo's been in the in the ring a, a number of times. But both of y'all look broke down. I mean, both of y'all look broke down. Y'all look old at the end of that fight. I mean, I I mean, it was almost as if I was looking at a milk dud fight, a paratrooper from Mario Brothers. That's that's what that's what I was looking at. I mean, I I mean, what what else can you say about that? A milk dud and the red paratrooper. The, the red trooper from from Mario Brothers. That's what I was looking at. And then we go further into the evening and we look at the main event of of, of the night. And I look at Ken Shamrock, who's fifty two years old. I look at Hoist, who's forty nine years old. And the last time I saw Hoist in a fight, he got he got destroyed. By Matt Hughes. Okay, the last time I saw Ken Shamrock in the ring, he was giving he was giving Kimbo a fight, giving away a fight to Kimbo, putting a win on his belt uh, under his belt to make him look legit. Scott Coker, nope. Note this very, 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 very clearly. And I I want everybody who's listening to the show to actually listen to what I'm about to say right here. Stop trying to fix fights that you know are crappy and that you know who you want to win. This is not the WWE. This is not TNA. You're not Vince McMahon. You're not in your dang show ain't D.C. Carter. So... Let's put some fights together that actually make sense. Let's put together a Michael Chandler Benson Henderson fight, or the fight that you're putting together next week. Or let's put together let's put together a Phil Davis and King Mo. Let's let us let us do legit fights. Not let's not do these gimmick fights anymore because gimmick fights get you nowhere. And you saw this with Tito Ortiz when you signed him. You saw this with Rampage, which Rampage was so adamant to get out of his contract that he actually bought his way out, got an injunction, and fought in the UFC just because he didn't want to fight for you. And now you're holding his career in limbo. This is not fair to the MMA public. This is not fair to the MMA fans. And it's not fair to the people who buy the tickets and the people who are true MMA fans like myself, Scott, you got a lot of Mr. Coker, you got a lot of soul searching to do. And for me to say this on my show, I mean, you might as well sell your soul. You might as well sell your product to Ray Cifo or or to or to the Fertidas. Because those are two, those are two Promoters there that actually Know what they're doing and actually know how To run an MMA company Enough said I'm going to take a quick session break Because I got to calm myself down And we're going to come right back and we're going we're gonna to talk about The Sunday card in the UFC
3: Oh yeah
1: Oh yeah. One mile
2: one
3: mile.
1: one mile, one mile, get 'em up, up. Oh yeah, CMG, 2 A.M. crew, what's good? Bad Nation, I see y'all, New York. We out here doing our thing, it just don't stop, right? Not for us. Uh. A mile from everything I've been chasing after. Me and Kyle hit the sky like we was falling backwards. Went from killing time and climbing down the ladder. to coming up with that real. that's my natural hazard. Word, we those young men with those sharp minds. Going all in, it's no part-time. And we taking that cause it's our time. Same drive with that new gas. And that's old school, just new class. Cameras out like news flash, and we hit the sky with that new cast. Word. And I've been running for days Ever since I broke up out of the cage Been up and away like par fives We drive them insane And I leave no trace on a place I fade away till I made away clean Got the whole world on the case But no matter what, you won't stop my team I'm moving through the city Busy, riding deep and Getting stronger by the day They weak about a week Competition gets outworked So it works out fine And every single minute we in it We break limits from 10 miles out You can see us shine What's good?
2: It's long
4: Ain't that perfection? Trying to manifest these blessings, Told them live it to the max. So I ain't never feeling less. And then these haters trying to question, will he make it? Is he destined? I told you I'm the truth, a living, walking confession. I ain't lying, I ain't boasting, I'm just striving, I'm just hoping that I find an opportunity and that a door will open. So I never pay
3: attention when they tell me that I'm chosen, chosen. Cause I know I'm far from famous, even
4: though they know I'm blowing up. Took a while. But they know it's cow. When I'm rolling up, people doubt. Always ask
3: me how, but I'm sure enough that I'll be the
4: greatest that my town has ever seen. Be the one to pick 'em up when they're down. Like a towing truck, working yeah I'm working. Put my team on that's for certain. I swear that's the naked truth hiding behind those shower curtains. I managed to keep it clean, making music without cursing. Now I'm answering the system. Watch me do it like a surgeon. That's for certain. <laughs> I'm
2: I gotta keep on moving even though I don't know I wanna have it all I see it in my dreams But I know it's not that far It's closer than it seems I'm a
0: back into the press box and the tailgate crew my name is May thanks for being a part of the show and sorry i i had to get that off my chest because i mean i've just been thinking about a lot of a lot of what scott coker's been talking about in terms of the ufc and and the state of mma as a whole but um yet i digress and that's some other thing that's some other issues i have with i have in the state of mma and um you know we'll get into those in, in just a few moments, but before i even before I even go any further before we even talk about the u f c card um tomorrow night you now there's there's some there's some issues that I have with it with the u f c as well and and I think one of the main issues that a lot of people have have with the u f c is the fact that the the reebok contract is well the Reebok contract for me in the u f c is is, is a rather it's a, it's a horrible deal for the u f c for the u f c it's a horrible deal for MMA, for the m m a community and, and the reason why i say that is because it, it some of these guys who don't have the exclusive reebok contracts and everything, and it's on a sliding scale of the pay that you that you get for UFC. Now, I know that that's like Conor McGregor. I know Conor McGregor's got the biggest fine, got some of the biggest fines because he refuses to wear any of the shirts um, that that are given to him. Um, when he was the interim champion, he didn't put on his shirt. Um, he didn't put on a shirt when he won. He won the undisputed championship when he knocked out Jose Aldo, and he—he's one of the main ones who who gets fined. Now Donald Cerrone also got fined um, not too long ago for not wearing Reebok apparel during his training camp and not wearing Reebok apparel at at his his way in for the fight against Rafael Anjos who coincidentally fights um Conor McGregor in a couple of weeks. We'll be talking about that in a little while. But the Reebok contract is, is a horrible contract and you know, a lot of people aren't talking about it because the UFC is this is a great organization, which it is a great organization, but when you when you try to bring uniformity into a sport that doesn't have uniforms that's when that's when you you kind of dull the sport and not only not only that you you don't have that individuality you don't these guys are getting paid by these sponsors to wear those sponsorships on their on their on their tights or their shorts or you know what have you you you're you're taking their money out of their pockets for the most part I mean you don't have any more you know tap out's not not a part of your not a part of it anymore. Venom's not a part of it um and a, a lot of these other um fighting fighting companies who who make these fighter shorts and make these fighter tights like bad boys you know so on and so forth I mean you don't you're pretty much just monopolizing the sport. I mean, yeah, Bellator does a good job of that, of trying to exploit that about the UFC. And yeah, but that's the only hiccup that that the UFC has. You know, aside from having over 400 people under contract, finding them fights and finding them Fighting fights for them and and you know having cutting costs and things of that nature. I mean, it, yeah, it, it does get a little does get a little difficult to see some of these guys leave and go because some of these guys are just great fighters. You know, some of these guys aren't blessed with the with the best physical conditions and and things of that nature. Some of them are built like paper. Some of them are just just prone to injury. You know, and case in point you know, like like Dominic Cruz, who's going to have surgery on the plantar fascia, but he should be back in time to fight at UFC 200, um, if a lot of people, if I'm not mistaken. And, you know, it's just very, very, it's just a good thing to talk about, you know, in terms of that. But um, moving forward now, um, we're getting. We're gonna talk about the card. Um, we're gonna talk about this card uh, tomorrow night. UFC Cowboy versus Cowboy, and this is this is a great, great, great card. Um, not pay per view quality, but some of the fights could be pay per view quality if you know if you sit up here and you think about it. Um, Donald Cerrone, Alex Oliveira. Um, this has a fight of the night written all over it. I mean, both of these guys would like to stand up and and bang. Both of these guys can go to the ground and and submit you. Um, Don Cerrone probably has the better ground game than Oliveira does, but Cerrone loves to throw leg kicks. Oliveira loves to throw throw punches and in, 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 in volume. So, I mean, we're looking at this fight as a whole, and this is probably one of the best fights that you could possibly be a a part of and and actually watch because when you think about it in that perspective, you know what you're going to expect from from Cerrone. You're going to expect volume. You're going to expect a lot of excitement. You're going to expect a lot of... You know, a lot, a lot of excitement, a lot of, a lot of punches, and you know, and him to absorb some punches. Ida Oliveira, he's very, very good at at his wrestling. Donaldson is good at the takedowns. I mean, the takedown defense is great. The, the striking, you know, Donaldson has a bit of an advantage there. You know, and but the takedown defense, you know, is it, pretty much. Pretty much, even the the accuracy is a little bit staggered, but that's just because Oliveira takes more chances with the takedowns, trying to take people down, whereas Cerrone likes to stay stand like likes to keep it standing up, and he's gonna give he's gonna give the fans what they want, which is which is just a knock down, drag him out, rock them, em, robots kind of deal, but. This for Donald Cerrone is a big matchup because this is just, this is just vault him right back up into contention for for a title shot, uh, possibly the winner of Dos Anos, um <laughs> excuse me, and Conor McGregor, uh, which is coming up in a couple of weeks. This is uh, this has great matchups written all over it. I mean, some of the other some of the other matchups, you know, Mendez Garbrandt. Bermudez, Kowajiri, Carlson, Campbell, Komose, Riggs—all these matches. I mean, you got some veteran guys. You got some guys who were trying to come back, come, trying to come back from injuries and come, just come back, you know, into the fold and and make an impact. You know, Don Cerrone is one of those guys. This is a win. This is a win. This is a really a lose-lose situation for him because if he loses this fight, he goes back to the bottom again. He Wins this fight, and he just vaults himself right back up. Alex Oliveira is 38 years old. So, this could vault him into a a title matchup. You know, there's a lot of things to think about here. Now, you know, and does this also mean that Donald Cerrone, this may be his last fight at 55? There's a lot of speculation about that. But... I think that he, I think he's going to be great at 55 if he decides to stay at 55. You know, um, I, I like Donald Cerrone in this fight. I like him because he's younger. I like him because he's faster. He's 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 got more he's got more striking power. Even though Oliveira can knock you up with one punch, he's really a volume puncher who can who likes to take you down. He likes to ground and pound you, but he also likes to likes to stand up and punish you as well. So I'm gonna give the edge to to Cerrone in this fight, simply because of what we've seen him do, and he and he's really more coming trying to come back into the fold and and be back into that into that contention. Um, and we do have a caller online. Um. Zero three nine seven, you're on the air. You are on the air? You got a question for me? Don't be shy. I guess he got scared to talk. But getting back to getting back into into the card. No, that's that's the main event of of, of tomorrow night's card and. You know, we look at the co-main event, Derek Bronson and and canero uh, Canedo. Um, these, are t- I'm telling you, man, Derek Bronson is one of those guys who's who can take 185 by storm. He's he's a uh, he's a bit of a bit of an older fighter. I mean, he's he's in his thirties, but he he brings so much skill to the ring. I mean, he's very fast, he's got very fast hands, can take people down, I mean, can win fights. I mean even though I thought that he that he lost his last fight against he lost his fight against Lorenz Larkin, I thought he did. Um but I mean I really thought he lost that last fight against Lorenz Larkin. So but at the same time, I mean the way that he the way that he fought um uh, you know, against, against Ed Herman, the way that he fought against Sam Alvey. You know, Derek Bronson is one of those guys who can just, he can go. I mean, he's a great wrestler. He's got a great, great takedown defense. Kenson can, Mitch, you can, I mean, he can do pretty much anything that that he has to do to win a fight. And that's the thing about, about Derrick Bronson that, that's very underrated is that you know, because he's only fought seventeen times, it, it kind of makes him look as though he's not as as concise with with the way he trains and everything. But there's three fights that he's lost that he shouldn't have lost, and then there's some fights that he should have won that that he shouldn't have won, but he won anyway. So, I mean, I guess it's because you I mean it's the, it's the luck thing there, but. Or is just the way that you come out and you fight. And with Derrick Bronson, I mean, he can he can go. I mean, and he can really really go. And I, and I really just I really hope that people will take will take a look at him and just see what he can do. Now, on the other hand, Juan Canedo Jucao is one of those guys who will submit to you. He's got great great takedown defense. Can take you down, and when he gets you down on the ground, he will ground you, he will pound you, and then he will submit you. He's got that kind. He's got that kind of that kind of ability to to do what he wants to do with you in the ring. Now he's lost. He's lost a couple fights just because of that, because he because sometimes he gets a little lackadaisical and he gets caught. Um, he he does. No, he can. He can't. He will get hit. He doesn't have the chin that he should that he should have. I mean, um, you know. But he did. He did beat Mark Munoz, and a lot of people thought that that was that was a bit of a of an upset. But it wasn't wasn't an upset to me because Mark Munoz. He's got the punching power, he's got the wrestling ability. But it, it really was I mean, a lot of people call it upset. It wasn't upset to me. It it just wasn't. Um now him being out for a while, I mean, he was supposed to fight in July. That fell apart because of injury to to one of the fighters and then they try to rebook him and he then he in turn gets injured and um so I mean, it's just a lot of things that that has happened like that in his career, where he would have fights booked and and couldn't couldn't take them and get hurt or, you know, he didn't, you know, it's just things like that that just happened to him. He just had that kind of luck, but tonight, tomorrow night, you know, he he's got a chance to get himself divide himself up into that into that upper tier of the top ten, at least you know eleven, twelve in the top ten, and um. I just, I'm really ready to watch this, this fight because Canaro, if he, if he, if he gets you to the ground, he will submit you. I mean, he's got that kind of a ground game. Um, I'm training with guys, training with some guys like he did um, in the past, like with, with Hosomar and, and, um, um, and Jacare, you know, those guys. I mean, he, he's trained in some different in some great camps. He's also trained in American Top Team for a short while. So, I mean, he we, he knows his way around around the camps. He knows his way around around the octagon. He's been in the octagon before. So, I think the one thing with Derrick Brunson that he – that Derrick Brunson has to watch out for is the fact that he can take you down. But Brunson's takedown down defense is so good – that he can he can avoid the takedowns. But if he does get taken down, I mean he, he's got to have great defense um on the ground in terms of his jiu jitsu, in terms of his of his submission games. I mean because Canaro can submit you in totally different ways and he loves the leg submissions. I mean he's just like a he's just like a po- who who loves leg submissions. So um, if he gets a hold of a leg, he gets a hold of an arm, I mean, it's pretty much a wrap because he, he can he can transition from from position to position to position. So um Canero Canero Bronson is, is one of those fights if they can keep it standing up, it's gonna be a long night for it's gonna be a long night for Canaro. But if he takes it to the ground, it's gonna be a long night for it's gonna be a long night for Brunson. So it, it really just depends on who who can win that stare down first. I think that I think that's the best way of putting this putting this fight in perspective. Who can get who can get the first takedown on one another? Who can who can get the better the better punches in? Who can who can strike faster? I mean that that's what it's gonna boil down to. Um but I, I like the, I like Brunson in this fight simply because he's he's got the edge with punching power. I mean he he can't submit you, but I've only seen him do an arm triangle. I've only seen him do an arm triangle, and that that's about it. Um, whereas Canaro, like I said, I mean he specializes in the leg submissions, and, and and he can and he can you know he gets holding an arm, you know it, it's pretty much a wrap then as well. So. You no, know, this this is really a toss up fight in in a sense. But I, I will go with Brunson because he does have the better one punch knockout power. So let's go from there. Um now we we go down to the one thirty five, no love and taquinho. Now I, I tell you like this, Cody Garbrant can put himself into into contention um put himself in the top fifteen. Augusto Mendes, um, however, you know, he's making his UFC debut. We haven't seen him in the UFC just yet. But seeing Cody Garbrandt, right? Cody can Cody can just go. I mean, he's got some heavy hands for a guy who's at one thirty five. Um slick slit skills on the ground um seen him go to the ground a couple times he has not submitted anybody on the ground, but he's got some slick skills nonetheless this guy can he he likes to throw he likes to throw kicks can throw kicks throw real hard kicks and throw got real long arms you know for, one, for, for, for a feather four um for thirty five fighter he's got some long arms um but at the same time, I do. I think that do I think that he's he's got do I think he's in the right mindset. I mean, yes, Kenio Mendes. I mean, I've only heard of what he can do, and I do know that he is a Brazilian Jiu Jitsu black belt. I do know that he's he's making his debut, and that he's got some he's got some rather some rather <laughs> some rather good skills and. Um, for him to be for him to take this fight against against uh Cody Garbrandt, this is a this is a really good test for him. And um I I'm I'm really excited to see Mendez and what he can do on the ground because I I've heard so much about his ground game and um you know, he's got two wins by knockout. Um but I'm just really excited to see what he can do with Garbrandt because I know Garbrandt can – can he hasn't – nobody's attempted to take him down, but he's he, he's taking people down and he's knocked people out after he's taken them down. So I, I'm really excited to see this fight from that standpoint. Knowing Augusto Mendes, you know, Abu Dhabi champion a couple of years ago, I mean, he, he's got it – that's the reason why I was signed. And I'm really like I said, I'm really excited to see this fight as well. So um so I mean this is really a toss up fight. Like again, this is just like the Derek Brunson Juan canedo fight where anybody can win at any time. Anybody can, can can get things started at any time. So I mean um it's just one of those things. You know, moving forward when we look at Dennis Bermudez and 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 Tassia Kawagiri, this is this is a big fight for Dennis Bermudez because this this could vault him into the top five in terms of the one forty five division and um and everything. I mean he's number eight, Cavalier is number twelve. I mean, and both of these guys they love to the bang. I mean, this is one of those fights where, <laughs> I mean, it's, it, this, is, this is a knock-down, drag-out fight, right? Jerry is not going to give up. He's not going to let you just beat him to death. He's going to take you down. Dennis Renudez, he's hard to take down. Great takedown defense. Will take you down. I mean, so... It's whoever gets the takedowns in this fight will win this fight. Whoever can whoever can can land the big punches and and land significant strikes against each other, they're gonna they're gonna win this fight. Bermudez has got the advantage and he's got some speed. He's got speed and he's looking he's looking to take his game to the next level. He's looking he's looking for the the big picture. He wants that big fight. Um, of course, I mean. The 145 champion is Con- Conor McGregor and the the thing about Con- the thing about the 145 class I mean the 145 division you got guys like excuse me you got guys like like Frankie Edgar waiting in the wings you got Jose Aldo who's who's um who's needing who's needing to get back into the, into the game and just is it's very, very, very difficult to look at, to look at from that from that standpoint because, I mean, the featherweight division is just it's just it's it's so it's so good. I mean, brand out. I mean. we just frank i mean like i said like frankie edgar i mean brand out i mean this is a deep class and, and not only is it a deep class but it's not it, as a deep class but it, it it's the way that it's the way that it just comes down i mean what can you, i mean what else can you say about it i mean it's just Is so. I mean, I, I'm so excited just to talk about some of these cars because we're looking at. I
2: mean,
3: this,
0: it, excuse me. I'm just. I'm. I'm so excited just to talk about it because it's just so much. So much can can happen. Um, in in this fight game and and I think that you know a lot of people they don't they don't look at the, the the total picture but I do and this is like I said this has got just great just great just greatness written all over it for it not to be a pay per view card um, Chris Camozzi and Joe Ridge I mean Chris Camozzi not afraid to not afraid to to go anywhere um in terms of in terms of the fight game. Joe Riggs, a veteran of the sport. I mean we think about I mean, I think about Joe Riggs. I remember seeing Joe Riggs as a three hundred pound heavyweight. And he's fought heavyweight he's fought at 205, he's fought at 185, he's fought at 170 and he's fought at 155. But now he's he's going back up to 185. He's going to take this fight against Chris Kamozi who comes out of the, out of the same training camp um as <clears throat> former former uh, 185 champion um Excuse me, comes out of, comes out of the same champ, Sarah Longo, as as former middleweight champion does. Um, Thirty-two fights under his belt. You know, Joe Riggs. His fifty his fifty-third fight. This will be his fifty-third fight. His biz. Um, I, I want to say is like twenty-third or twenty-fourth appearance. I mean. Top five all-time appearances in the UFC. In the UFC, and the reason why the UFC keeps bringing him back is because he he wins fights and he makes fights exciting. You know, this may be his last hurrah. Um, he's getting up in age; um, he's almost forty. Um, well, Actually, he's thirty-three years old. I mean, like, but he's been around the game so long, you think he's forty. Um, You know, I remember him... Like I said, I remember him being a 300-pound heavyweight, you know. And the fact that he fought 56 times and... And he's going to his 57th fight and he's he's about to fight, you know. I mean, he's about to fight in the UFC. (laughs) I mean, for the umpteenth time. (laughs) It's just... I mean, he's no journeyman, but by any means, but he he bounced around from organization to organization, and you just you just think about the punching power that he has. I mean, he's at one punch knockout power, and he gets knocked out. <laughs> he gets knocked out a couple of times too. So, um, you know, it, it, like I said, this is this is gr- I'm, I'm just. I'm excited to see Joe Riggs. See what he can do. Can he can he revitalize his career as well um in terms of getting back in, into a into a place where he well, he was a top 5 fighter at one point um at at 185 and and then had some subsequent losses and some subsequent injuries as well. So um I I, just, I wonder if he can make that if he can make a run. And and see where he goes. Um, very excited to see that. And and then of course, you know the opener of the, of the of the card, you know Shane Campbell, who's just he's a wizard in terms of 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 striking and. He's got an unorthodox style. Um, he can kick with either leg, he can punch with either fist. I mean he, he's got he's got punching power in both hands. You know, he's very slight. I mean he's a tall the tall guy for for the for 50, for the lightweight division and he's very long. and the same thing with James Krause. I mean Jesse Krause, I've seen, I've seen him fight a couple times as well, and I mean, he's taken and he's got one takedown in his old UFC career, and he cannot defend a takedown. And he's a very strong fighter. He's very quick. He, he you know, he he's a submission specialist as well. But th- this is this is a, a styles clash in in a, in a way because Shane Campbell will. <laughs> Even though he, even though he he is a he's a jitsu brown belt, he loves to stand up and 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 throw throw kicks. I mean, he throws these exotic kicks. I mean, he's he's a taller version, a taller Canadian version of <clears throat> of a former former lightweight champion Anthony Pettis. I mean, that's who he reminds me of in in a way um with his attacks. I mean, like, he's got he, that exotic attack like a like a Pettis or a or a guy, or a guy like um, leo Machida, but he, he does it in a sense that everything's off a counter, or he can attack you at any point. He likes to throw that blitz at you, but he he's a counter striker as well and he can, and but at the same time, James Krause he, he likes to, he likes to throw punches too, and he's got he's got a little bit of one punch power to him also. But the thing about it is, he gets hit. You can hit him, but don't expect not to get hit back. He probably hit you harder. But at the same time, I mean, he throws some nice kicks as well. But I mean, I give the I give the advantage to Shane Campbell because of his length and he you know he's got some he's got some he got some long arms, but, I mean, surprisingly, James Krause has longer arms, so – has a longer reach. So, I mean, I, I'm just – like I said, I'm just excited to see what's going to happen in this card. Um, <clears throat> on this card, and it's a six-fight card, and a you know, 9 o'clock start. Um, so, I mean, just – just excited to see it. And then, you know, you look at the prelims and the prelims and, um, everything. I mean, nothing of of real significance here, but, um, do have one in, in, in in particular that I really want to talk about is, uh, actually Evan Smith and, and Marianne Renault. Um, this has a little bit of, of implications in in the women's bantamweight division. Um Verno can can vault herself into a top ten position. Actually, Evan Smith, um she she's a pretty good fighter as well. Um I've only seen the fight a couple times and the fight that I saw her in, I mean it didn't last long she got she got beat that quick, but um <coughs> excuse me but um I, I really i really like this matchup because like both of these both of these womens are they're very they're very much stand up fighters um Renault's at that punching power unlike anybody i've ever any any woman i've i've seen um i won't say that she is as powerful as as a cyborg or anybody like that but She's got some. She's got some. Some rather great punching power, and, and and it it makes a lot of sense. And actually, Evan Smith has a lot of punching power as well. I mean, like she she's a volume puncher who who hits hard. I mean, a volume puncher who hits hard. I mean that that if you think about it, that's that's a scary thing. It's almost it's almost freakish the way that she can hit people. Real hard, and then she just puts some puts it in volume, and she is quick, you know seventy percent accuracy on the punches and i mean she don't get hit a lot, but the one fight that she did get hit a lot in she she lost so um but it's just it's very it's gonna be very fun to watch this fight. I wish this fight was actually on on f s one instead of on fight pass um but you know, nevertheless, I mean, just I I just want everybody just to watch this card on FS one. Um <clears throat> cause this, this is this card has this card has potential to be a great card. Um has potential to be a sleeper a sleeper card of the year it has the potential to be just a snoozer as well. So I mean I would stay tuned and just just watch this fight for what it's worth. Um, But we're going to take a quick station break. We'll be right back, and we're going to close out the show. We're going to play a couple songs and we're going to close out the show. Uh, So y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. Yeah. Welcome back into the press box and the tailgate crew. My name is Jermaine. Thanks for being a part of the show. Now we got a couple minutes before we get off the air today, and and uh, I want to give a special shout out to those Auburn baseball players and and the Auburn gymnastics team, and um, congratulate them on doing a, a great year. Um, Auburn opened up. Auburn baseball opened up their season last yesterday uh, with a ten five win over Sacramento State. Um, ten to five and the Bush Thompson era is upon us and and um it's a good win for the for the Auburn Tigers. Get you know, I feel a good start. And they play again today at two PM Eastern time. Um game is actually on the S C C network, SEC network plus so if you wanna check that game out, please do. Um so I mean that that that's just a pretty that's a really good good week for us and um and everything. Um, Yeah, the game tomorrow. Got a game today and tomorrow, 2 p.m. Eastern time. And then in the midweek, we have Kennesaw State and Florida A&M. Also, we – also, next next couple games. Then uh, next week, um, three-game series against Southern University, those Jaguars from Baton Rouge. Um, so really excited to see, to see the Auburn Tigers do well. Hopefully they do well as well. Um, also to the, to the Auburn gymnastics team, lost a tough one last night, uh, by seven, one thousandths of a point at LSU. Uh, they dropped their, dropped their record to five and five for the year and two and four in the SEC. So, um, Keep your heads up, ladies, and uh, I'll be rooting for y'all, War Eagle. And before we get out of here, um, just want to give a special thanks to my admin Wendy, um, T Rex, DJEA, um, my family, mom and dad, and uh, oh yeah, and a big shout out to to, to my admin Wendy who uh, gave me some sound advice for some things I was going through the last couple days uh past week or so so um <clears throat> I do appreciate you and I love you to death. Um also big shout out to my parents, my sisters, nephews, nieces, y'all know who y'all are and um special special uh shout out to to Papa Rex, glad you're doing well, and hopefully I'll see you soon. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna get out of here. We're gonna uh, play a little bit of music and and um, let you listen to my to my man, kind of Cassidy, and also also um, resident DJ Ben Brood, uh before we get out of here. So um, as always, please be careful whatever you do. If you're drinking, drink responsibly if you're if you're driving somewhere please be be careful and be cognizant of your, of your surroundings and as always, let's go tailgating have a good week guys. <laughs> Straight, swimsuit issue should come uh run the
2: and uh the I <laughs> her name, I had, her name had her name on the phone. I can't remember her name and um, but, to do what everybody else does just everybody But you um, can't wait to see. I, right of, I can't wait to see you. <laughs> I, I can't wait to see you. I'm moving. Yeah, I'm moving. Yeah, I'm moving. I'm I'm i shout out to you guys the ladies. Um, next
1: I think, uh, I think we can keep this one slow Make it easy to ride to Yeah You know, sometimes I look around and I think, like Maybe I am out here on my own
2: Gotta
1: find something Oh, I can't? can't But I can try, right?
2: (laughs) Yeah But what then? I'll be over you. you know
1: that ain't so bad.
2: On yeah,
1: I saw the girl, I love her, you stand on your own. But you ain't gotta deal with these cameras alone. From the beginning, see, I learned how to manage my own. Became the boy, and then I turned to a man on my own. The long wolf for the pack, moving through hella crap. Down to earth, so it's only natural, I hold you down. Now you the one I picture when I roam around And the summer I'm falling for you is going down Yeah, staying stuck in this season of mine And I've been shining to the point that my reason is blind Think I'm the one, now that's just something I'm reaching to find Out of control, but yo, that shit that I still been
2: denying Yeah, the light's down, but we staying up And looking back where I started, my only
1: way is up Way to the world, but I lived it before the weight is up And still myself the one and only that I came to trust Now that's some crazy luck Yeah. Let it rock. But you want some soul shit. Yeah.
2: And
1: she just keeps saying. You
2: can't rescue me.
1: Oh, no. You can't save me, no. You know what? Maybe you're right. Riding, yeah. whipping through the horizon My time of this, something better than it's Ever been, they call me Wolfie from How I'm plotting on hella biz, If pops Alive and I'm here to show you the evidence Back to the wall where I started back In the day I was pushing maximum effort And pulling minimum weight, trying to show the All those around me that I could stand on my own Now swear I'm afraid of nothing, I'm screaming After the phone, while well, I'm busy pulling my fam Up an animal, how I ran up the standards Of how we it. it's funny they pull the camera Up to picture how I'ma get it, when years I've been in my zone, and it just how